the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Family Oneness, an exciting broadcast focused on God's families. Here, we will be discussing insightful, powerful, life-changing applications from the Word of God. I am your host, Bree Jackson, a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop R.A. Jackson, located at 611 Amador Street in Vallejo, California. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bless you and welcome again to Family Oneness, focused on the family. A Bible-centered time of encouragement, sharing a word for fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, grand and godparents, all that make up our family unit. It's a word of strength and encouragement. We say that the family is God's central design power unit for changing lives and strengthening faith. I'm your host, Pastor Bree Jackson. I'm a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church. We're the senior pastors, Bishop Ari Jackson. We're standing in faith for revival for our families. I'm excited to be here with you again, reminding you of your birthright to be an overcomer. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Our message today is first things first found in the book of Haggai. Chapter 1, verses 2 through 9. I want to welcome again Bishop R.A. Jackson. Good morning, everyone. He'll be joining us again at the close of our broadcast to say a prayer for our families. Saints of the Most High God, open your Bibles and turn with me to Haggai chapter 1. We'll start at verse number 5, and it says, Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. And I will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Ye look for much, and lo, it came to little. And when ye brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, saith the Lord of hosts, because of mine house that is waste, and you run every man unto his own house. Today we're talking about first things first. The common denominator of success, or in our case, victory. It's not the common characteristics of hard work, luck, or astute human relations, albeit these traits are important. Saints of God, the one factor that transcends all the rest was the practice of putting first things first. The Bible teaches, and history proves it, that successful people had a habit, a practice, a rule of doing the things that disappointments don't like to do. They don't like to do them primarily or necessarily because of being repetitious or being mundane or doing the same thing over and over. But their disliking is subordinated, is secondary to the strength of their purpose. In other words, saints of God, disappointment has a significantly higher probability when we don't put first things first. The book of Haggai is the second shortest in the Old Testament, saints of God. It communicates this same message, put first things first. It was written to people like us today who would say that God must be first. But they had drifted away from the truth. They lived with misplaced priorities. Haggai was sent to help God's people get their priorities in line with what they know that they should be. Shall I get that? 
God first means God is first. Haggai spoke this message to the Jews who had returned to Jerusalem after living in captivity. Somebody catch that by the spirit. As you recall, Babylon had destroyed Jerusalem and Solomon's temple 70 years prior. So when the Jews returned from exiled, they faced a daunting task of rebuilding families of God today. If there's some things in your life that are broken, fragmented, disintegrated, hurt or separated, it's time to rebuild. In the book of Haggai, the first returnees made some preliminary attempts to clear debris and lay a foundation for the second temple. Their Samaritan neighbors offered to join them, but the Jews refused. So the Samaritans in turn threatened the workers and sent men to Persia to lobby against the Jews to bring the work to a halt. Somebody today may be lobbying against you, but don't worry. When we put God first, he lobbies those who lobby against us. Shout amen. Saints of the Most High God in our scripture today, years passed slowly, but surely Jerusalem became a city again. Homes were built, stores opened, commerce was established, fields planted, crops harvested, and life began to resemble normalcy. Israel, however, got used to life without the temple. The enemy wants us to go about our day's work and home without the temple as well. Israel got used to life without the temple. The foundations were overgrown with weeds. They stood as mute reminder of the Jews' failure to take care of God's house. 14 to 16 years passed And then Haggai appeared on the scene with one prevailing message. It's time to finish rebuilding the temple. It was a message of priority, putting first things first. The temple was the center of worship for God. It represented the heart and soul of the worshiper. Although God is everywhere, the temple was the place on earth where God dwelled in a distinct sense. For the temple to lie in ruins was to neglect the worship of God. It was a testimony of misplaced priorities, saints of God. When the enemy knows that you will not bow down to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, then he's confident that we will cower down with his lower beings of influence, clothed in human flesh, operating as rogues and succubus around the kingdom of God, trying to steal our birthright of being an overcomer. Know this, we are the children of God sent to have dominion on the earth. This morning, the intensity in my voice is to remind you to consider again who you are and who you belong to. You belong to God, the creator of the universe. He is the I am that I am. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. He reigns victorious of all. So when you think to compromise or take a break, shout, I will not because I cannot turn back now. Families of God, read the passage of scripture Haggai's message was blunt. He pulled no punches. He wasted no words. Haggai spoke like a foreman on a construction project with a hard hat and a tool belt. Walking around God's construction site, he bellowed out orders. He knew that life without God as the center of all things was a delusion. It was deception. It was a bluff. God said in Jeremiah to the people of Edom, Jeremiah chapter 49, verse 16, thy terribleness hath deceived thee. And the pride of thine heart, O thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rocks that holdeth the heights of the hill, though thou shouldest make thy nest as high as the eagle, I will bring thee down from thence, saith the Lord. The enemy says to us that we can schedule God into our lives. We are busy. We have responsibilities. Oh, but families of God, 
first things first. In other words, Jeremiah is saying, as for your terror, the pride and arrogance of your heart has deceived you. O you who live in the clefts of the rocks, who hold and occupy the height of the hill, though you make your nest as high as the eagle, I will bring you down from there, says the Lord. Today, God is reminding us that he is first, his worship, his praise. He wants our hearts, our minds, our souls to give him glory. Proverbs chapter three, verse six says this in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. God knows that in order for you to put him first, you must trust him respectively. There are no safety net saints of God, no second options. God is our defense and our offense. Psalms 121 says this, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Families of God, today we cannot be found lacking. We will not be a part of Revelation chapter 2 verse 4. God is speaking in verse number 4. It says, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left that first love. Saints of God, remember Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. We are taking back what the enemy has stolen, and we're going to get what's ours today. Like, hey, guy, there are areas that may be broken, torn down, weakened by storms in our lives, and we've started to rebuild. We look to the things that we thought we had need of, homes, jobs, relationship, but we forgot to start with the most important thing first. First, we need to start with God. Make room for God, make room for his provision, his vision, his direction, his protection, his praise, his worship. He is omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. Our father God is all present, all knowing and all powerful. Shout amen. I looked all over, couldn't find nobody, nobody like him, nobody greater than God. David said it this way in Psalms 139 verse 7. Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. Today we're talking about first things first found in the book of Haggai chapter one, verses five through nine. If you're just now joining us, preparing for worship and route to worship, or maybe you're at home, it's time to put first first things first. And by that, we mean God first above all else. Families of the most high God, let's start with no excuses. First Timothy chapter four, verse one says this. Now the spirit speaketh expressly that in latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Families of the most high God, no excuses. In Exodus chapter four, starting at verse number 10, we see Moses and he's talking to the Lord and he says, I'm not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I'm slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, who hath made man's mouth or who maketh the dumb or deaf or the seeing or the blind have not I the Lord. Now, therefore go and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. And he said, O my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. Verse number 14, And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, 
he cometh forth to meet thee, and when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. Moses is talking to the Lord, and the Lord has given him a mission. Moses starts with excuses, but when the Lord began to tell him about his power, his might, who created, that he's the author and the finisher of all faith, Moses begins to acquiesce and says, Lord, send me. And we know the story of Moses. Saints of God, turn with me to the book of St. Luke chapter 14. Our Lord and Savior Jesus is talking, and he gives a parable about a certain man who made a great supper and bade many and he sent his servants at the supper time to say to them that were bidden come for all things are now ready saints of god ready verse number 18 and they all with one consent began to make excuse the first said unto him i bought a piece of ground and i must needs go and see it i pray have me excused another said i have bought five yoke of oxen and i go to prove them i pray thee have me excused and another said i've married a wife and therefore i cannot come so that servant came and showed his lord these things then the master of the house being angry said to his servant go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind and the servant said lord it is done and thou hast commanded and yet there is room and the lord said unto the servant go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled for i say unto you that none of those which were bitten shall taste of my supper families of the most high god when we make excuses we're like the builders of the tower of babel we begin to play god in genesis 11 verses 4 through 5 and they said go to let us build us a city a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. Know this from Genesis to Revelation. There's always been a conflict between man and God. When times are good, we subtract from God. When times are bad, we try to attract God, calling on him night and day and day and night. We must know that God is never late. He's always on time. He never makes a mistake. David recognized who God was and what power he had. In Psalms chapter 8 verse 4, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? The Bible tells us that the earth is God's footstool. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. According to Nahum chapter 1 verse 3, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm and in the clouds are the dust of his feet how small are our problems compared to these the bible says in isaiah 55 it says seek ye the lord while he may be found call upon him while he is near let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the lord and he will have mercy upon him drop down to verse number nine for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. We're talking about putting first things first. First, there are no excuses. Remember that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. First things first means that God is first. 
Point number two, don't miss God's blessings as a consequence of their excuse making found in the book of Haggai and of their selfish living. The people of Haggai's day experienced hardship. He continues. Now the Lord of hosts says, think carefully about your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough to be satisfied. You drink, but never have enough to become drunk. You put on clothes, but never have enough to get warm. The wage earner puts his wages into a bag with a hole in it. They sowed plenty of seed, but there was a drought and the crops didn't yield as much as they had hoped. They had an active lifestyles, but were not experienced satisfaction. Oh, they were laboring, but not showing a profit. No matter how hard they tried, they seemed to be spinning their wheels. No matter how much money they made, they could not keep it. The solution is found in the book of Proverbs chapter four, starting at verse number 20. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Families of the Most High God, don't miss out on God's blessings. In St. Matthew chapter 25 is a familiar passage of scripture. It talks about the ten virgins. It says five of them were wise and five were foolish. The foolish took their lamps but took no oil, while the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And the Bible says the bridegroom tarried. He took longer than expected than they expected. The Bible says, but at about midnight was a cry made, and behold, the bridegroom cometh, go you out to meet him. Verse number eight is where we want to be, saints of God. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, hold right there. Let's confirm in the book of Proverbs chapter 21. Verse 1 says, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, and as the rivers of water, he turneth it wheresoever he will. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Taking a moment, we're talking about First things first, God first, above all else. Jesus is telling the parable of the ten virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. He goes on to say that the wise were ready when the bridegroom come. He made sure in verse number 10 to emphasize that the door was shut, could not be opened by anyone else. Saints of God, God has a blessing for you that's just for you. But it requires for us, point number one, to not make excuses. And number two, to be wise, to use all gifts for the Lord by putting him first. In Genesis, when the morning arose, the angels hastened to Lot and they told him to arise to take thy wife and two daughters. They said, we're going to consume this city. We're going to consume this city with the with the judgment of the Lord. And Lot had to make some choices. He had to consider the ways. When he was visited by the angels, they told him to flee because of the wickedness of the city. He had taken up residence, but because the Lord was about to destroy it, Lot kind of had a wait and see attitude. We've developed that same wait and see kind of attitude 
when we say God gets his time and then there's my time correction all time belongs to God maybe that's the reason for the hang up and our hookup because we forgot that all things belong to God maybe that's the reason why our blessings are being delayed and denied we begin to get a wait and see attitude Lot had a wait and see attitude saints of God but his wife had a I need to see for myself kind of perspective saints of God the attitude may get you delayed but the perspective may cause you to lose your life the bible says that lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt so today saints of god we will not miss out on our blessing somebody shout i got that for our young people today i want to share with you that lot made one bad decision after another he chose the wrong neighborhood to move into he chose the wrong friends he left the one person who was looking out for his best interest his uncle Abram at the time was going to be the greatest man of faith ever known today those very things that may appear to be getting on your last nerve I want you to remember as a conduit of the Lord those who speak right into your lives those who live right in front of your lives be patient with them because their prayers may save your life somebody shout amen and amen God is never wrong God is never off schedule he's always right on time we're usually the ones that are either running late or ahead of time or left behind so today I want to know what are you waiting for why are you holding back James 4 and 14 says whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow for what is your life it is even a vapor that appeared for a little time and then vanishes away salvation is definitely something that you do not want to wait on somebody says he who hesitates is lost don't miss out on the blessing just because it's not packaged the way you expect Lastly, today, saints of God, take time to evaluate with this strong indictment and devastating predicament that people realized in the book of Haggai that they caused their own calamities. The people were ready to evaluate their situation twice. Haggai instructed the people consider your ways. The word consider means to give careful thought to it was time for the people to do something serious something serious they needed to do a self-evaluation a self-examination before the lord Haggai wanted the people to stop long enough in their busy schedules to evaluate their life in light of the lord's word saints of god here we discuss only the word of god he wanted them to measure the consequences of their actions know that evaluation is a good thing that's for haters and those non-congratulators evaluate your relationships evaluate the value of those who should be praying for you remember we don't need a prayer partner we need a prayer warrior those who will go with us to battle that is why the teachers give tests and employers give job reviews it's time to evaluate sister watermelon and brother i don't know no better and see what value they have in our lives saints of god you may think God sent them, but ask for confirmation of the package delivery. Leave that alone, Pastor Bree. As we move forward, we say evaluate, 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 evaluate our work for the Lord. 
We say we will not miss the blessings that God has for us. But each day we need to evaluate how we spend our time, how we spend our resources, and how we use our talents. We should examine who we choose as friends, what we set as goals, and where we're going. If God is not first, guess who will be removed from his rightful place? The failure we have to make these constant corrections each and every day is a pilot who does not make slight course adjustments in flight. The plane will end up hundreds of miles off course. The failure to take the proper precautions today will result in severe consequences tomorrow. So when we stop making excuses, cease being selfish, seek God's blessings and take time to evaluate, we can see God's work in powerful ways. Evaluate is confirmed in the book of Romans chapter 4. We see a part of the resume of Abraham, the father of faith. It says in verse 2, for if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Dropping down to verse 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that he, what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. First things, first saints of God, putting God's first Jesus is perpetually at Aventium, ceaselessly, endlessly, forever extending an invitation to you. He wants to be first. He wants to be the head of your life. Choose today to put first things first. Put God first. There is a singularity in the priorities when we put God first. When we put God first, it means that he is the only and most important. He is ad infinitum, the most important piece of our life. He has priority and we become active in doing right things. What do you mean? I mean that when we put God first, then we become active. We get busy in the right things, honoring God and working for God. As God is glorified, he begins to go to work. He begins to bring goodness and mercy to you. He begins to hold back the devourer and all of the canker worms. He begins to multiply blessings towards you. He begins to protect you and you'll see God working in a righteous way in your life. Today, family oneness, I want us to stand on Psalms 33, starting at verse number 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he has chosen for his inheritance. We decree and declare we will put God first because we know when he is first, all else, all adversity must stand back. All sickness must get back and our lives will have a comeback. Shout amen. And with that, Bishop Jackson, please come and share a prayer for our families. Let us pray. Lord God, your families today receive from your word of your unchangeable covenant that promises life everlasting second timothy one and one paul and an apostle of jesus christ by the will of god according to the promise of life which is in jesus christ you are the only wise god you knitted us together in our mother's womb 
Father God, you are always calling us to come and follow Jesus. You walk through the mountains and the valleys with us. We pray now for our children. God, who is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You have the future in your hand. Tomorrow, with all its potential, our next steps and our past footprints. You see your young and the old. You will lead us all the days of our life. As you work your plans in our life, you have eternity in your hand. This unchangeable, irrevocable promise assures the families of God because your father, God, wrote your laws on human hearts. And now we are saved from sin and death so we can live forever in your loving presence through the saving work of Jesus Christ for us. Only through Christ we have this unchangeable promise of life. Establish the work of our hands and bring to fulfillment all that you have given to us to do. We pray that you would make our way purposeful and our footsteps firm out of your goodness and love. Give us a heart of wisdom to hear your voice and to make us strong by your word and grace that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You have been faithful in the past and you are faithful today and you will never change. So we trust you. Forgive us from our sins. Fill us afresh with your spirit. Equip us to serve your faithfulness, to proclaim and live the good news of Jesus Christ with your holy boldness to the glory of our eternal God, Father, Son, and Spirit. Let us say amen and amen. Bless God, bless God. Thanks again for listening to Family Oneness, where we're sharing the word of God that encourages our hearts and connects us to the Lord. Bishop and I aspire to continually be a voice of one crying in the wilderness for our families. Because we know from Genesis to Revelations, it's all about a bloodline and that bloodline being the family of God. The family oneness prayer circle sends our best and love to you all. Remember, continue to send your prayer requests or send encouragement to a relative or friend. Share their name and city with our family oneness prayer circle. Write us at 836B Southampton Road, Box 335, Benicia, California, 94510 or message us at srcof.org under prayer requests. I'm excited to be here with you weekly, encouraging our families. Our church family would like to invite you to join us for a powerful time in the Lord, where we're standing on the Word of God. Families are meeting up at The Rock. We're located at 611 Amador Street in the city of Vallejo. Our cross street is Florida. Services start on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Midweek services are Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. More information can be found at srcof.org. Feel free to share your prayer requests with us online. Bishop and I look forward to seeing you there. We will we'll see, see you, you at, at the rock. rock. I am your host, Bree Jackson, a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop R.A. Jackson, located at 611 Amador Street in Vallejo, California. Thank you so much for joining us today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.